Hey there, welcome to Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. Oh my god, this sounds so different. <laughs> I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a married couple that likes to talk about movies. We do. Yay. So if you're listening to this, you might be a little confused. Don't worry, you didn't click anything incorrectly. You're still listening to the 17 milligrams podcast technically um, because that's where we're uploading this but what we wanted to do originally with paradoja as far as podcasting is we want to eventually turn it into a network of podcasts uh many much podcasts so uh this is us trying out a new podcast me and scotty we are big fat movie buffs yes (laughs) and we wanted to have a movie podcast yes we did we uh we both have seen a lot of movies over the years. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny because we both have gaps in the other's knowledge. Absolutely. For example, um, Scotty, as everyone that's listened to 17 Milligrams knows, that Scotty is a big Star Wars fan. And up until maybe like a year or two ago, I really was not. I, I'd never seen the movies, but I discovered them through Scotty. And now I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what we want this podcast to eventually be is not just talking about movies that we've seen recently, because we do love to see movies in theaters and all that good stuff, but we also want to kind of give each other little projects in order to expand our movie repertoire. Yes, exactly. So eventually, I guess our goal would be to have multiple podcasts during the month and have it be where I challenge Frankie to w- a movie. Right. Frankie then challenges me to a movie. And then we sit around and chat about it. And yeah, then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know. I got to get you. We we definitely should have a podcast in this vein um, talking about the Star Wars franchise. But also after that, I got to get Scotty into the Harry Potter franchise. That's true. Because I am a big Potter fan and he... Is not. <laughs> no, I, I felt. But I'm off. gonna get him. <laughs> so that's basically what we want this podcast to be. Scotty and I are both big movie lovers, and yes. we just wanna. We just love sitting around off mic talking about movies. So we figured, why not just get on a microphone and put it out there for the world to critique? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to uh, pick apart. And we figured for our first episode. Yes, for our pilot episode, uh, we thought it would be a good idea to kind of just test the waters and talk about our personal our personal favorite not the best movies of all time objectively our personal favorite top 10 movies Mm -hmm. that we love yes um because i feel personally and i know scott feels the same way that it's a good way to gauge not only one's taste in movies but just like personality in general like what do you like what movies do you like what movies do you watch over and over what movie shaped you as a person yeah exactly and we figured you know that would be the best way to introduce people who maybe do not know us to us yes for those of you who are new to this particular podcast um like if this is the first one you're listening to i'm frankie and scott is my husband we just got married recently yes uh about a month ago how's it going scott how's married life for you <laughs> for me it's horrible oh thank you uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's it i feel like nothing changed <laughs> yeah pretty much but um normally we are uh sitting in the studio with our friends mike pagano and richard Kolarik at the 17 milligrams podcast um but 
So that is our main podcast. But hopefully this can be a new venture for us. Yes. So we're trying it out. So first things first, uh, before we get to the main top 10 list, yes. what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth. We're going to go from 10 to our number ones, go back and forth, alternate and discuss as we go yes but the first thing i wanted to do because we both had trouble making these lists yes because <laughs> we are again huge movie buffs exactly. so we each gave ourselves the opportunity to have five honorable mentions uh so that that's the ones that like just made the like just barely made yeah, missed the list exactly me. so scotty do you want to start just power through your five and then i'll power through my five okay. and we can talk about it uh goodfellas Okay. God Goodfellas isn't on your list? Goodfellas is not on my list. Oh, my goodness. I get to live the rest of my life like a schnook. It was very close, though. That's crazy. Okay, go ahead. I'm already I'm already shook. Goodfellas, Guys and Dolls. Okay. South Park, Bigger, Better, and Uncut. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Princess Bride. Oh, you suck. That's on my list. <laughs> Rocky and, uh, oh, I, Godfather and Endgame. Okay, Godfather was on. I didn't put it on the honorable mentions list, but it was on. It was in the in the pool. Yeah, I, guess. I I love the original Godfather. I Absolutely. thought it was great. I mean, if you don't love Godfather, just turn this the fuck off right now. <laughs> just no, go away. I, ha- <laughs> I, I have to admit, leaving Endgame off the list was very Endgame, hard for me. Endgame is pretty fantastic, but I feel like the reason that I I I have I do have a superhero movie on this list. Yes, do I. But it's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, but I do love the Marvel franchise. And I know we're getting off the main this. topic. But let me just tell you, like, Endgame was obviously fantastic. I cried like a little bitch. Yes. <laughs> I, I, just, I just loved it. it. It broke me. But I think the thing is with the Marvel movie, it's just like, especially with Endgame and uh, Infinity War. Yeah. I almost forgot the name of the, <laughs> the film. It, it's just so all-encompassing that yeah. I feel like it just has to go together, and it's just so it, it, it's it, a lot. Yeah, it was to just cut it up into like, oh, this is my favorite, or this is well, my favorite. it was such a great end of all of this, mm. even though it's not the end. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like yeah. it was all this build-up and all these movies, and then you sat there and you're like, wow. Yeah. And then I know there are certain Marvel movies I definitely haven't seen, so maybe we should have like a Marvel episode of this podcast at some point, hopefully, if it, if it goes well. Yes. So far, so good, though, so we'll see. All right, so let me go yes, through go my honorable mentions. Yes. So, so I think we've already got a good idea of where your head is at, Scotty. So let's let's look at my honorable mentions. All over the place. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> Um, my honorable mentions are as follows. The Breakfast Club. Okay, yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, I forgot about that one, but that's a good one, yeah. Django Unchained. Okay, yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. And The Wizard of Oz. Okay. <laughs> I had to put Wizard of Oz somewhere in this in this list because it's like sure, so, I, such a big part of my childhood personally. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of other people's too. Okay. It's now I'm excited. Now we're going to get into the real meat okay. of this situation so are, are there any uh any particular shocks on there on my honorable mentions before we move on um no uh, silver linings being that high like you I, have a feeling that yeah like well here's the thing like every year we have like the oscar bait movies yeah. and some of them are like too fucking much like i'm bored and i want to go to sleep yeah but some of them are like fucking crazy good like some of them aren't they're crazy good but they're not the kind that you like sit back and watch over and over again um 
which for me, for like personal favorites, there has to be a rewatchability. Yes, agreed. like I've maybe seen Silver Linings twice, and it's fucking great, and it you know it's very moving, but it, it's not exactly something that you'll like sit down with a bag of popcorn yeah. and watch a million times. Yeah, it's one of those movies that I never. It never wanted to grab me. Like, I never mm. wanted to be like, let me go watch Silver Linings Playbook. And it was like, really good. It was, like, literally, like, the Silver Linings and Slumdog Millionaire are kind of in the same vein for me as far as, like, great Oscar movies that, like, I've maybe only seen a couple times, but I really just loved. But Slumdog was, like, the movie that got me into, like, Oscars. watching the Oscar movies. Yeah. Because now, like... Every every year, I'm like, I gotta see all the Oscar movies, and like, Slumdog was the first one that I was like, I fucking love the. Oscars. And sometimes it leads <laughs> us to very weird double features. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But anyway, that's another story for another time. <laughs> yes. But um. Very true. Yeah. Well, no, I was just gonna say something. Uh, well, you know. Uh, I forgot. Never mind. But Wizard of Oz. Yeah. There, there's honestly, what? Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I shocked i even forgot that movie there's sometimes yeah. you forget movies you sit there oh, and you're yeah, like of course especially when you're like okay the list then you're Who trying to roger rabbit i feel like as a kid you watch and you're like ah cartoons but then as an adult you're like kind of transcends. oh yeah it's one of those movies i watched with my parents and they loved it mm. i loved it i watched it with my siblings and, and the they only, loved it still it's the only movie that i know of i think ever that had uh bugs, bugs and, mickey. and mickey in the same yeah pretty right. sure but they were very very adamant both studios were like they have to have the exact same amount of screen time the exact same amount of lines they didn't want mickey to outshine bugs or vice or versa yeah. it, it's crazy well that you that figured that happened, in that movie you had those two you had donald and daffy playing off each other i feel like roger rabbit is a very underrated character it's in the Disney lore, because he used to be very prominent in like the Disney parks, as you guys know, if you listen to Seventeen Milligrams, I'm a big Disney nerd, so he used to be very prominent because the movie was so popular. But now, like he's fucking disappeared. I feel like if you're gonna do like a Disney remake, like fuck live action Lion King, live action quote unquote, fucking bring Roger back, bro. I I would love a sequel. Yeah, like, that'd be sick. Although, it'd be really sad because Eddie Valiant is well, yeah, deceased, he, yeah, unfortunately. Well, yeah, but you know what? Cartoons don't die, so it'd be interesting to see yeah. how Roger dealt with all of that throughout yeah, the years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know. That would be pretty sad, actually. Oh, my God. Bob Hoskins. R.I.P. Anyway, okay. okay. So, let's, let's get to the meat and potatoes here. Yes. Okay. Who would you like to start or would you like me to start? Um... I don't know. You can start. Okay. You want me to start? Yeah, okay. sure. So, what's your number 10? My number 10... As we had all these movies, and like I said, my list was actually like 23 movies long. And when I was like contemplating, and it could be probably 30 more if I really thought about it. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I could have went on for days probably. <laughs> um, but number 10 is a movie I quote all the time. Okay. I quote it everywhere, and it's Major League. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is, that's a good movie. It's true. I love... Okay. It used to be on Comedy Central all the time. It used to be on Comedy Central Every f- night, <laughs> almost. yeah, that was when Charlie Sheen was like the top of the w- sexy. <laughs> oh, you got him. You had Wesley Snipes in that. Oh, like you had, yeah. you had a cast of people, and it's hysterical. Wow, <laughs> you make my uh-huh, heart sing. sing. Yeah, that's a good. It's one of my the, favorite baseball movies too. Like yeah. overall. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm I, the, you know, I'm not a big sports movie gal, but usually any sports movies I like, they're comedies, like Happy Gilmore, Major League is a good one. 
Yeah. I have a coworker, and we sit there and we quote the movie back and forth to each other. Especially one part we go uh, <laughs> where the guy hits a, a towering home run that's not too high, too hard. Right? First, it was really uh, high. Who gives a shit? It's gone. It's too high. It's too high. And he's like, and it's and then the guy's, it's gone. What do you mean it's too high? Who gives a shit? It's gone. <laughs> My favorite character in that movie, besides Charlie Sheen, has to be the guy, the big black fella. Oh, Serrano. Like, uh, yeah, Pedro like Serrano. The, yeah, the who? The chicken. Yes. Yeah. Oh god, that was so funny. We have to like sacrifice chicken. Yeah. <laughs> no one drinks Jobu's rum. It's very bad to steal Jobu's rum. Oh god, that was so funny. He was great. Uh, he, he he's he went on to he's the State Farm guy. Oh yeah. He just he looks oh weird. God. He looks I weird without the beard never... and stuff. That never came together. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, he's a State Farm guy. <laughs> that is so funny. But you know what? He was great in that. He was, he's actually the only character that's in all three movies. Well, I don't know if that's really something to, like... No, but, like, Major League One... <laughs> be proud about. Well, Major League One is, like, hey, it's the I've best of I've only seen the first two. Well, the second... And I remember the second one was not good. It's not good. The second one's rough, and then the third one was actually, like, direct <laughs> DVD. What a shock. <laughs> uh... But, yeah. All right. Well, that's a good number 10. So my number 10 is Across the Universe. Okay. Uh, this movie, I, I absolutely love the music. It's what a jukebox musical should be. Mm-hmm. It got me. I've always liked the Beatles. Yes. But this movie, I feel like when I saw it when I was younger, it got me into the Beatles a whole lot more. And I feel like that is probably the the best benefit you could get out of this movie is like you can learn more about the Beatles music yeah and you know what it and it's trippy as hell <laughs> oh yeah it's very trippy um it's one of those movies that I've only watched a handful of times mm-hmm. but it is very trippy it's very interesting and it gives you I always think music I like to visualize the story behind the music and like if you like can oh, sit yeah, here and listen sure. to the lyrics and like put the story together and that's what a lot of when you put like some of the bands like and they have their music playing uh it doesn't work like Metallica tried to do it right and it was and I mean that was rough <laughs> this movie it's not it's a coherent story it's not the most coherent story no but it's more it's very Baz Luhrmann-y yeah in the way that it's like a lot of style and a lot of emotion yes but not necessarily like hard hitting substance necessarily. no but it's lovely I just love the music hey Jude don't it, it, it's it's also very and I love the feels of it's it. It's very beautifully shot too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like just the opening shot in itself. Jim Sturgis is on the beach, and the waves are crashing, and he's just singing the, the Beatles song "Girl," and it's just like a beautiful like tone setting image for yeah. the whole movie. It's so oh god, it's good. I want to go home and watch it now. <laughs> All right, so. How's your number nine looking, Scotty? My number nine, and I'm shocked it actually was this low, but uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh, okay. I am also surprised that it's that low for you. I actually haven't, like, I saw this movie very recently for the first time, and I thought it was very fun and very good, and Harrison Ford was a little dreamboat. Oh, yeah. I honestly, it's very hard for me between the two, Harrison Ford's two biggest characters Mm -hmm. are Han Solo and Indy. Right. And it's very hard for me to choose which one I like better. Um, 
because I mean they're basically they're very similar. They're similar, but they're not the same. They're not the same. Okay, they're, they're but both there's rogues. Not, there's not a lot of distinctions. To I, be fair, I think there's more distinctions than people give them credit for, but I'm not going into that. That's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole other story here. It's crazy, like you know, it's crazy how much Indiana Jones is still in popular culture, even though there hasn't really been. Like there hasn't been a, cause a when good was movie. The last yeah, I was gonna say because Crystal Skull was how long ago? Like early two thousands, mid two thousands. I think I want to say like two thousand nine. Yeah, that probably sounds right. But that wasn't great. So if you don't even if you want to x that out, that's fine. So it, there hasn't been a good movie in quite a long time since Last Crusade. Yeah, yet it's still very fresh in people's minds. I mean, there's they're making a new movie. Yeah, that apparently people are excited about. I don't know. I I don't really have a feeling either way about it and um again to bring up disney it's still they still have the stunt show the indiana jones oh, yeah. stunt show in the parks and that's been there for god knows how long it's it so. was such a great movie watching the first time i ever watched it i was amazed and like even like the supernatural like element of it mm-hmm. when they open the ark and stuff and then the yeah. ghosts come and like steal everybody's souls and, and him it's and, definitely fun him and marion were oh, amazing word i like marion a lot when i watched it because like in so many of these types of movies the girl is very like you know kind of a weak yeah not really developed at all very damselly and distressy and it's not really yeah. great not to, not for nothing like i understand marion does get rescued yes at certain points but she's also very strong-willed and yes. she doesn't she she She'll smack tries. your mouth. She, she, you know, she tries to fight for herself. She doesn't always succeed, but she is very strong-headed. Honestly, and even in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. when she came back, they still had the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the best part of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, is the two of them still had great chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's your number nine? Now, funnily enough, my number nine is also a Harrison Ford movie. My number nine is Blade Runner. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> now, I'm a big sci-fi nerd. Yes. And I saw this movie also relatively recently, maybe like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And it blew my... Because f- I watched it in preparation for the sequel that was coming yes. out. Because I heard it was going to be so good. So I wanted to watch the original to kind of get a feel of what I was in for. So I watched it. And I was totally blown away by like the fucking... like cool atmosphere and like the implications oh, yeah. like the the messages underneath it all and it's just yeah what's humanity all that yeah, good stuff it's just it blew my fucking mind and it was so so good and like usually i'm very kind of with movies it's it's hard for a a newer movie <coughs> excuse me it's harder for <laughs> in case you didn't know i burp a lot it's so okay. um what was I saying? Oh, so it's harder for for me because I'm so set in my ways. Usually, it's harder for a newer movie to kind of crack that, like my favorite movie yes. bubble. Yeah. Um, but we'll see a little bit of that later on in in my list. Um, but and also in my pool, like when I was trying to make this list, uh, A Star Is Born was also the new Star Is Born okay. film was in there as well. So it's it's possible, but it's difficult. Um, so for this, for me, it was a newer movie because I had only seen it relatively recently. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I love the implications. I oh. love the sci-fi. I love movies that are fun and entertaining, but also make you think. And well, all, that too, and 
uh, unfortunately, when we're recording this, Rucker Howard that just passed away. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, that's like he, one of the most he was memorable s- scenes in a movie. He was so good as that character. Yeah. That you, you felt bad for him, for the character, because he's a replicant. He just wants to be human. But at the same time, he's... He just wants to live. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's this weird dichotomy. Yeah, and, and then at the end he saves. Oh my God, when he saves Harrison Ford. And oh God, it's and so both good. disappear like tears in the rain. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in rain. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. By the way, he's a replicant in my mind. Yeah, absolutely, he's a replicant. I can see, I can see both arguments. I really can. I can too. I mean, Harrison and Ford thinks he's not, but I think. And he, in twenty f- and twenty forty nine, only muddied the waters even more. Oh, absolutely! But that was a great movie too. Twenty forty nine, that was fantastic. Very true. Uh, so my number eight. Yes, your number eight. I don't know if you're gonna have this high. You probably might have this higher on your list. Okay. I'm not sure though. <laughs> okay. Aladdin. Oh no! Really? Oh, no. okay. I, I, I. And we're not talking about the remake. We're talking. I about refrain from putting fifty fucking Disney movies on the list. I put one. Well, no, I put three Disney <laughs> movies on the list because two of them are Pixar. So technically, it's Disney. But uh, yeah, I, I refrained. But no, I didn't put Aladdin on there. He, he was in the pool though. Yeah, I. Robin Williams will forever be the oh, most absolutely the yeah. most amazing genie ever. But uh, not. Will Smith would be great, but he, yeah, he did a fine job. He had a lot of he had big shoes to fill, though. Yeah. to be fair, you know. Um, but but yeah, it that was movie is just so fun. We grew up with it. Absolutely, I, we still sing the songs. Absolutely, it was just one of those every char- even even the minor characters like the Sultan's head guard. He's hysterical. Oh yeah, like yeah. We all have swords. <laughs> um, you know, it's and just she like Jasmine. If you think about it, was one of the first like disney princesses that kind of had her own brain kind of like that didn't just think about like you know finding a prince to you know yada 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 granted it's gotten better the feminist aspect of disney has definitely gotten better over the years but jasmine was definitely one of the first ones that kind of broke the mold in that area and not only that she's also not white um that's true That is very true. Although, it's weird to think about, like, do you think today, like, you would get away with, like, a cartoon Disney character saying, praise Allah? I I don't know. Um... Well, I don't know if the. I think if, they mentioned Allah. I don't know if the Deep South would be very appreciative think, of that. I think they mentioned Allah in the new one, very briefly. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they did. Um, but even... Because it's Agrabah. Yeah, it, it's the Middle East. Yeah. You know? You kind of, I mean... Yeah, it's, you know... It is what it is. It's, it is what it is, but all the characters are great. I love that movie so very much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a good movie. Yes. All right, so my number eight, you're going to have this higher, so we can, we can uh, you know, hold off on discussing it in great detail, but my number eight is Toy Story. Yeah, we, we're going to hold off on okay, that Okay, so we're going to hold off on that. <laughs> um, so what's, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh! Oh, okay, okay. I, I ha- love Guardians. I, I had to put a Marvel movie in there. All right, fair enough, fair a- enough. And Guardians is really fun. The first Guardians, it you had I even as a guy who loves comics mm-hmm. and I love the characters and the cartoons, 
I had very little idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Right. Oh, me neither, obviously, yeah. And for James... I feel like not a lot of people did. Not a lot of people did, except for, like, hardcore friends I have who are, like, hardcore. Yeah, which I think led to not a lot of people having faith in this movie. But when it came out, it it was such a big hit that, like... Like, James Gunn... It kind of gave people faith that... Brought, like, you... This... Dave Bautista... Who? Oh yeah. No yeah. one had any hope for of him being an actor. Mm-hmm. He actually WWE, who has made like movies and oh, a lot yeah, of terrible yeah. movies, would not put Dave Bautista in the movie. And he's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna do it myself. And James yeah. Gunn casted him here, and he's worked out. And he's excelled from yeah, there. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel, uh, they're all amazing together, hmm. and they're hysterical. I love Groot. I love a raccoon. <laughs> Sakes yeah. the rocket. Or we could just get it first and improvise. I'll get the armband. Leg. It's one of the... F- and not Angel? only that, the soundtrack is... Soundtrack is great. Great, too. Yeah, there's really nothing bad to be said about that first movie. People have some issues with the second one, but I actually really like the I second like the one, too. But the first Guardians is one of my favorite movies of all time. I could... Honestly, we could go home and watch it now, and I'd still laugh my ass off. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. I concur. Um, so my number seven is Reservoir Dogs. Okay. This movie is uh, very important to me um, because my my dad was a big uh, Tarantino fan. He kind of kind of opened the door, the Tarantino door for me. Yes. And this is his favorite Tarantino movie. Um, for me, it's really between this and Django Unchained. That's why Django was on my honorable mentions. Honorable mentions um, Cause I really do enjoy that one as well. I pretty much enjoy all of the Tarantino movies. Um, some of them are obviously better than others. We just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood recently. Yes. That was, um, it was good. Not his best, but definitely good. Yeah. It's like even when he's, even when it's not his best, it's still, it's still good. Tarantino is just such, he's carved such a path for himself. Like, oh, yeah. he has a very distinct style that you know exactly when a Tarantino movie is on the screen. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so distinct. And that's what I love about Tarantino in general. But Reservoir Dogs is such a, it's such a, really, it's a pretty simple story, but it's so fucking batshit. Oh, and yeah. Just, ooh, I love, like, the mental gymnastics. And I love. These guys play with each other. It's just, it's great. I also love how it cuts back and forth. And oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of those, it's honestly, because you, you start at, like, the end of the story, and it's just getting kind of getting filled in as you go, and you're like, okay, wait a second. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then when you find out, um, uh, what's his name is the Terran coat and you're like, Oh God. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, (laughs) I, true story. Like years ago, I bought a, a canvas bag. I I saw it online and I had to get it. It's Harvey Keitel from the movie holding a gun out saying, if you shoot me in your dreams, you better wake up and apologize. (laughs) (laughs) That's like my favorite line from that movie. It's uh, it's one of the greatest things. Uh, stuck in the middle where Vince Vegas. Shows, oh my like, god, Michael Madsen. When Michael Madsen's dancing around, with, I'm like that. As funny as that is, because it's fucking if you chilling. Take that, if you take that out of context, it's hysterical. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, it's scary as it's, hell. Yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, I love it. Uh, I just I, yeah. I love how crazy Tarantino is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's How insane. balls to the wall he is. Oh, yeah. So I had to put a Tarantino movie on there yes. for sure. He's not... Because well, he, you know, he, he he's such a good writer and I 
I love writing. If I could, if I had the talent that Tarantino had, I would be fucking blessed. Let me tell oh, you. Oh yeah. So I had to put a Tarantino movie on there. Yes. Well, my number six, we're gonna go uh, to Ghostbusters. Oh dear. Okay. So we're definitely getting a vibe off of Scott right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like comedies. Got um, it. <laughs> Ghostbusters is definitely a great movie. I honestly, with Bill Murray, uh, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, it's the three of them together in the first oh, yeah. one. It's going to Weaver too. It's the whole cast is mm-hmm. amazing, mm-hmm. and they all bought in, and it was great. Yeah. Honestly, we haven't had a Ghostbusters since then that has. Oh yeah. That I has think, caught. I think I watched like that. I think I watched the second one before I ever saw the first one, which is a sin because the second one, it's not terrible, but it's not, it's it's not anywhere close to the first one. So it's just, it, yeah. But it's no, the three of them together are just such, like, magic. It's it's great. Every one of them. Uh, Even though Dan Aykroyd is fucking nuts. Oh, he's <laughs> lost his mind. Um, but like <laughs> Insert alien clip here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they can't, they want to tell you everything but that they're extraterrestrial. Any excuse at all, even that they're unknown or unsolved, but they, the Air Force cannot just come out and admit that there are extraterrestrial beings far in advance uh, of our culture that have built these machines. It is one of those movies that I sit there and I've watched, I've watched that movie, I have to say, at least a million times. <laughs> and yeah. I love it every time. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's my number six. All right, so then we're up to my number six. Yes. Which now now we have the the superhero movie. Okay. Do you want to guess? Dark Knight. <laughs> yes. Ding ding ding. Dark Knight. It, that was a tough cut for me. Dark Knight. Um, Christopher Nolan's film. It definitely. It was the first time I'd ever seen like a true blue superhero movie. It got me into superhero movies in general and i'd never seen batman begins but in my mind you didn't really have to i no, feel like didn't. that movie is such a fucking miracle i feel like like the way it all panned out like there's really nothing wrong with it yeah at all and heath ledger is obviously fantastic as the joker um bale is you know he's doing his rendition of batman which it, you know looking back if like you watch it now with like the voice syndrome yeah it's like out of context it's kind of funny but like in the movie it works and it's really yeah. good and gary oldman oh is, yeah as uh the gordon as commissioner gordon is fucking phenomenal as he always is yeah so yeah it's just uh he blends gary oldman honestly is the most underrated underrated actor because he blends into everything yeah. So well, and, like, you you can't take him out of movies. Yeah, and it's so, like, if you know Batman and Batman's, like, story. history and his story, like, it's so, the tone of it is just so perfect. Oh, yeah. Because it's all, like, it's dark, obviously, Dark Knight, but it's also, like, it's action-packed. It's yeah. psychologically, like, crazy because you got the Joker and then you got Two-Face. Yeah. It's just so, oh, it's so great. One of my favorite memories from that movie, I saw it opening week, mm-hmm. and I saw it with about 15 friends, mm-hmm. and I'm surrounded by women who, I had already seen the movie, so I knew what was coming, so I saw it opening night, right. so I'm seeing it with all these women, and the scene where the guy the dressed as Batman gets hung and smashes into the window, yeah. the screams oh my God. were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, because usually I don't remember, like, a lot of times 
I don't remember like the first time I saw a certain movie, like unless I see it in theaters or something. But like this movie, I remember sitting down in my living room with my mom on the floor, like cross-legged, just like eyes glued to my TV watching this movie. So like I feel like that says something that I can like remember that so vividly. Yeah. But yeah, it just it totally stuck with me, and I think it kind of started a trend for me personally of being into superhero movies like a lot of people have yeah. gotten into it through dark knight i feel like or at least through the nolan trilogy very true which is crazy because i feel like the f- batman begins and dark knight rises are like nowhere even close to as good as dark knight like yeah. i just don't like either one of them at all but dark knight is just so like it's like crazy how that happened but well i like begins and i love dark knight the dark knight Ri- rises is we're not going into it's that. way too long yeah Okay, so my number five, we uh, just talked about the man literally a couple seconds ago, but uh, Quentin Tarantino, and it's Pulp Fiction. All right, all right, all right. I'm not like a bit, granted, I haven't seen Pulp in a very long time, but I don't know, Pulp's definitely, it's not my favorite. I love Pulp because, you know what, it's these three interconnecting stories that Mm -hmm. are all connected, and they're great stories by themselves. I can literally sit down any time in the middle of Pulp Fiction and watch them. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I definitely like... Like, I like the... Like, the diner scenes with um, Marcellus uh, and John Travolta. And yeah, John Travolta. Wait, no, Mar- 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 Marcellus <laughs> Wallace, yes. Marcellus, yeah. Uh, but so. Jackson and uh, John Travolta, they, they were mm-hmm. great together. It, it's one of those movies that... Fucking Honey Bunny. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, it's so good. They're hysterical. I love them. The whole movie itself... Couldn't be done by, I think, anybody else. That's, yeah, that's fair. And they're all, I love it. I watch it. I've watched it multiple times from all different spots. That's definitely a fair assessment. So what's your number five? Okay, so my top five was significantly easier to put together than my bottom five. Um, But my top five was, like, pretty easy to put together. So my number five was Dogma. Okay. Kevin Smith film. I, I had that on my side list. Okay. So, um, this movie, I saw it when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I laughed at, like, the stupid, you know, stupidity of it, like, oh, yeah. joking, like, Jay and Silent Bob, yeah. you know. Uh, and that's, you know, that's funny enough right there. But then, as you get older, this this movie really shaped me in a spiritual way, which is kind of weird to say about a yeah. Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> you know, but um, if you listen to Kevin Smith talk about it, it was kind of his way of expressing his spirituality as well. Like, he yeah. grew up Catholic, as did I. And it's kind of his way of, it, like, expressing how he feels about religion today. Like, he actually, I believe, as far as I understand today, is still um, Christian. Technically, yeah. Um, I don't really identify as that. But, however, it kind of, this movie really kind of opened my eyes to the, for lack of a better word, hypocrisy of organized religion. Yeah. And growing up, you know, because all I knew was, like, Catholicism and going to church or whatever. Not that we were, like, avid churchgoers, uh, my family, but, you know, we were, like, the typical, like, Irish-Italian Catholics were like we go to the church on the holidays and we do communion and all this stuff you know that yeah. you have to do quote unquote um, 
but yeah, I just never felt personally connected to it, and I didn't understand why. And watching this movie kind of helped me understand why and helped me realize that I'm not weird for feeling that way. Very true. So I just, I really loved how he took all these amazing actors, put them all together as very, all, they all did such great jobs as performances. We had Linda Fiorentino, I think her name is. I might be wrong. Uh, Ben Affleck. Matt Damon. uh, Matt Damon. Alan Rickman, rest in peace. My God, uh, he was so good. Chris Salma Hayek was great. Yeah. Like, Chris Rock. You know, just all, oh yes, Chris Rock is amazing. So, and obviously Kevin Smith and Jay Muse. No ticket. Say yeah. Jay and Silent Bob were great. And always. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, that's what I, I, like I said, I love movies that are fun and entertaining, but also make you think. Yeah. So that's and it definitely ma- it made an, a huge impact. And on as me. much as Kevin Smith has gone flack over the years that he's gotten a little crazy and ridiculous, I feel like there's always an underlying thing that if you look through his movies, they do cause you to think. Yeah. Even his most fantastical ones like yeah. Tusk and, <laughs> and uh, Yoga Hosers. Yeah. They still have an underlying like oh if you if you watch it again like that's mm-hmm. a weird thing but you you kind of see where his mind was going yeah. with that. I actually unpopular opinion. I actually like Yoga Hosers. <laughs> oh, I thought Yoga Hosers was a lot of fun. I thought it was so fun, but like yeah, like Tusk was creepy too. You have to respect. Listen, does Kevin Smith make fucking Oscar worthy films? No, I mean not by Oscar standards anyway. <laughs> but like. I mean, dogma, that's, in my opinion, is debatable. But, yeah. like, Chasing Amy, too, actually, now that I'm thinking about and it. But anyway. Clerks. Oh, yes, Clerks, obviously, too. But, anyway, recently, he's kind of gone, like, a little cuckoo-cuckoo well, by normal standards. However, you have to respect the man for, like, doing just whatever the fuck he wants to do. He's exactly. making his art, and that's what the best artists, I feel like, do. Of course. You know, you think about, like, Agreed. Jim Henson. He did you know whatever the fuck he wanted to do that like walt disney people told him you can't make an animated full-length movie bitch i'm gonna and then i'm gonna make a theme park about it yeah he did. so like the you know it's just the first two people that came to my mind but the i feel like the best artists jane just, silent bob the theme park oh god what a fucking nightmare kevin smith be. you can we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> fucking this view of land <laughs> oh my god but anyway i feel like the best artists just do whatever the fuck they want to do they make their art and they worry about the rest of it later. They just want to be true very to their true. art. Very and true. And that's why I personally very much respect Kevin oh, Smith. 110%. Okay. That was that was quite the Kevin Smith rant. Yes. <laughs> All right. So number what was four. your number? F- no. Yeah, we're, oh, no, my number four. Your four, yeah. Is Die Hard. Oh, my God. We'd like to do a disclaimer that Die Hard is not, repeat, not <laughs> a Christmas movie. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm not getting into this argument on this podcast. Oh my god! We don't have Fuck. time to get into this argument on the podcast. Fuck right off, sir. But Die Hard, again, Alan Rickman, who was yes. an amazing villain, fantastic. Him, him, and Bruce Willis play great off each other throughout well, the entire okay, movie. Okay, so we're really getting a, a sense of who you are here, Scott. Probably, and it's very true. <laughs> All the movies are like. Adventure movies with like kick-ass male heroes, or comedies with kick-ass male leads. <laughs> that tends to be true. Well, they're also schlubs in certain ways. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. 
I'm kind of that's a, fair. That's definitely fair. That's definitely you. But <laughs> a little schlubby, a little kick ass. Yeah. Uh, funny, but also yeah, cool as fuck. That's what I try and do. But honestly, I love Die Hard. I've watched it so many times. Again, it's we talk about rewatchability. It's one of those movies yeah, that you rewatch constantly. And all the characters have fun. That's that's one of the big things about these movies. They're shot well. They have fun. Mm-hmm. It's this. It's a classic for a reason. Right. Like people talk about Die Hard and they watch it all the time. And even like, I love every almost every Die Hard except five. I think this. Well, my I really only like one and three. I don't like two. I like one. <laughs> And then I like the one with Sam Jackson because yes. they have great chemistry and they're great throughout the whole movie. Um, one, two in the airport was still, yeah, it's, it's it kind of the same rough. thing. It was a little rough to it, get through, it's kind from of what the, I remember. It's kind of the same movie. Three with Sam Jackson Jackson's great. Kevin Smith in the fourth one is oh, all yeah. very fun. Oh, my God. If you, by the way, people, if you want to see something hilarious... Go look up Kevin Smith and Bruce Willis and hear him talk about how he worked with Bruce Willis because he met him during filming of Die Hard 4. And then afterwards, they worked together on Cop Out, Cop Out which is not a good movie, but it's very interesting to listen to Kevin Smith talk about that whole experience because Bruce Willis is not a nice guy. <laughs> no, he's not. But you know what? He can st- When he tries, Bruce Willis can put out a great movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Okay. So what's your number four? Fifth Element is, like, probably one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies. That is a great movie, too. Um, but anyway, okay, so my number four is, uh, oh, God, it's it's crazy. And I know I'm probably going to catch some flack because this went before uh, Toy Story as far as my Pixar situation. Um, but my number four is Coco. Remember me, I have to say goodbye. Okay. Um, Coco... Uh, I don't remember what year it came out. I want to say very. Like, it's more I want to say like 2017. Yeah, around there. Yeah. Um, but that's again, like I said before, it's very difficult for a movie, a newer movie, to kind of break that mold uh, for my favorites. Yeah. But this is clearly pretty high on the list, so that tells you how fucking mm-hmm. spectacular this movie is yes. visually as well as. Just the story is absolutely just heart wrenching. Oh, it is. It's. Um, one I of those. remember <laughs> we saw this in the movie theater. Um, pretty much like a while after it came out, we saw this, but we saw it. I think it was like a Sunday afternoon or something. We're in the movie theater, surrounded by like a bunch of kids, and I, throughout the entire film, pretty much am sobbing <laughs> like a fucking well, psycho. No, that she wasn't the only one. There, were, there were, really wasn't a dry eye in the house. The film is just so groundbreaking, um, visually and j- just the, the, God. I can't. I don't even know how to. I don't know how to put it into words that do it justice let's well, put it that way the music was also fantastic the, mu- the music was fantastic the mu- music was so fun and so beautiful um but the story i don't want to give too much away but essentially it's about this young boy and he magically goes to the land of the dead yeah um and he is trying he meets up with his ancestors and he tries to get home and it's this beautiful family story yeah and uh, oh my god it's just so yeah. fucking it if tugs. you haven't seen it because i feel like i mean 
I feel like a lot of people, when a Pixar movie comes out, they kind of are like, yeah, I'm down. But on the off chance that you haven't seen this movie, please, I implore you to go see this movie. Just make sure you have tissues at the ready. Okay? Because, yeah. like, and I don't cry. I, I, I cry at movies, don't get me wrong. But, like, I cannot remember a movie that I cried more at <laughs> than this one. Yeah. Um, it, it was just so beautiful, but also so fun. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I just had everything for everyone. You know, kids and adults alike will enjoy this film. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's the typical Pixar thing, I guess. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, just visually as well as heart-wise, it's it's just it's definitely my favorite Pixar movie, and that's very difficult for me because Toy Story is so iconic in my childhood and in just Pixar history. Mm -hmm. It's iconic. Yeah. And I love it. That's It was on my list. I, I definitely had to do some maneuvering to get it on my list because it, it just it didn't feel right to not have it there because it shaped my childhood as well as computer animation in general. It just it did so much. But Coco, I have to say, like, they both have very different tones, but as far as, like, my favorite Pixar, I, I would probably say Coco. Yeah, okay. Hey, that's not a bad thing. So number three, we might uh, be talking about this one later. Oh, no. Uh, Back to the Future. Oh, yes. We're talking about this later. <laughs> okay. So you're number that three. That is higher on my list. Okay. So my number three is The Princess Bride. Ah, okay. I, it was so hard to leave off my list. I love that movie so much. That's why I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, it's, it's such, again, you know, harkening back to what I said about Coco, it's such a perfect movie because it has something for everyone. Adults oh, and yeah. kids alike can get into it. And uh, it's just so funny. Oh, yeah. And it's it's sweet and it's romantic. Oh, yeah. And there's adventure. And it oh, it's just, it's got I'm, everything. <laughs> Andre the Giant was great in it. Oh, my God. He was adorable. Yes. Him and I love Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya was great. It, honestly. And it, Carrie Elwes was a handsome, handsome man. He it, still is, but it is, very handsome. It honestly is a great movie from start to finish. It's fun to watch. Billy Crystal's hysterical. Um, when yeah. He, he oh shows up. Oh, my God. If we, we have talked about this before, but if we were to do a paradoja version, let's say, of The Princess Bride, you would be the Billy Crystal character, yeah. and I would be your the, the, yeah. your crone of a yeah. wife. Liar! 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 Get back, witch! I'm not a witch, I'm your wife! But after what you just said, I'm not even sure I want to be that anymore! You never had it so good. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife! <laughs> that, would be, that would be us, I yeah, think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, okay, so my number... So that, yeah, that's definitely my number three. My number two... Empire Strikes Back. Ah, okay. Wait, where's Toy Story for you? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait. (laughs) Okay, okay, go, go. (laughs) Where's Toy Story? Empire Strikes Back. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Empire Strikes Back. And this was very tough between the top two. I flipped back and forth about 78 times. And I probably would still do it a couple more times. See, I told you, he's a Star Wars nerd. I am. I love... The Empire Strikes Back is one of those movies. A, it, it's a great. It's better than New Hope. It's yeah. an amazing continuation to the story. Yeah. And the villains win at the end. Yeah, that's true. Like, that you have hope for the future that the Jedi can still fight and come back and Luke and Leia, and everything. But you're like, the villains have the upper hand. That never happened at the time. Like, mm. you didn't have that. 
and it was just such a great and well-told story. No one's okay. Now everyone knows I'm your father, mm-hmm. or you know, but no one, no one had any idea that was coming. Right. It was a shock. When I first saw it, I didn't know it was coming because my father never told me. When I saw it when I was like five years old, I was blown away. And it it was a great movie. I love it to pieces. <laughs> Okie dokie. So now, am I on number two? Yes, number two. Okay. So my number two is my favorite Disney movie, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. The original. Yes. Not the remake. I enjoyed the remake. But no, uh, the original is where it's at. <laughs> okay. So everything about it is a Renaissance era Disney movie. The animation is beautiful. The story is romantic, and just the, the overall tone is very romantic and dark and just gorgeous. And the music is fantastic. Yep. Uh, I love Belle. Every time someone asks me what's your favorite Disney character, if you were a Disney character, who would you be? I always say Belle. Because um, you like to read. I do like, uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck me, I like to read. <laughs> By the way, I'm reading Jim Henson's biography right now, and it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, like, I was when I was doing the, mo- like, the trying to do the list, I had, like, my pool of movies, and the Muppet, I had to put the Muppet movie in the pool, at least, because mm. yeah. it was fresher in my mind, I guess, after reading Jim Henson's biography. But, anywho's, um, yeah, I just, I absolutely love it, and... You know, I always say Scotty is my beast. That's true. <laughs> and actually, when we go to Disney World, uh, the day after tomorrow, we're going to Disney yeah. World. And I can say that because this, this is, is coming, coming out, out way later. After, like, when you guys hear this, we'll already be back from our trip. Yeah. <laughs> so I can say what we're going. So when we go to Disney World, we're actually going to be eating breakfast in the Beasts and Belle's Castle. And I, I, I picked it because I wanted to eat in the castle. And I wanted to have a cupcake with the gray stuff on it. Because according to Lumiere, it's delicious. <laughs> and I want to try it. <laughs> it's probably just going to taste like icing. But it will taste like disney so i will be happy but yeah so that's by like i always as far as my favorite disney movie i always have like the trifecta of beauty and the beast lion king and uh aladdin Hmm. but i think over the last like few years beauty and the beast has kind of won out as my favorite what what's your favorite disney movie scott uh my favorite disney movie is probably aladdin all right, fair enough. That well, yeah, because I guess that that's like really the only Disney movie on your list, so that makes sense. <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah, I, I feel good about yeah. my number two. Okay, so I guess we already figured out what your number one is, but why don't you elucidate us here? It is Toy Story. Woo! Now, it, this was tough because I am a big Star Wars fan, but Toy Story hit me. I was Andy's age when the first Toy Story came out. Absolutely, as was I. I was the same age as Andy when Toy Story two came out, mm-hmm. and Toy Story 3 and as Toy well. Story three. Yeah, I think that's our generation really got a like a a so kick out of growing with Andy over the years. It's it, crazy. It hit us perfectly all three times. Absolutely, I loved every one of them. Mm-hmm. But the first Toy Story did so much for not only. For us, but animation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Again, not to not to bring up the fact that I read, but before reading, uh, like a couple books ago, I read a book about one of the like executives yeah. that worked at Pixar, like when it was first coming mm-hmm. up, and um, like all the crazy work it took to make Toy oh, yeah. Story and put it out, Tons. and they they banked a lot on it. They did not expect it to make 
as much of a splash as it did. And it so it just it totally amazing. Yeah, unbelievable. It it's, blew everybody away. I could still watch the first when they came out and they showed before Toy Story three. They had the premiere of where they show one and two back to back. I was there. <laughs> it, it, I'm surprised you didn't have Toy Story three. As your number one over Toy Story. It's very close. It was very tough. I mean, I enjoy the entire trilogy for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. But the first Toy Story is so amazing. And honestly, I love it to pieces. Yeah, that's a movie that you can watch over and over again, especially if you grew up with it. It's probably definitely easier to watch it over and over again. It's probably one of those movies when we have kids. It's one of those movies I'm going to show them when they were like five or six. Oh, trust me. I think about that all the time (laughs) about like what movies we're going to show our kids to like get them. We want our kids to have good taste. (laughs) So what's your number one? My number one uh, is I'm sure you guys could have figured it out by now. It's uh, now I kind of cheated. Oh, God. Because I didn't just put Back to the Future. I put the Back to the Future trilogy. Okay. <laughs> I oh. counted it as one epic film because I love all three of the films equally. Yes. Um, and if you've listened to 17 Milligrams, I've talked about Back to the Future before. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It's what got me to want to write movies and yeah. be a writer in general. One of the movies that got me to want to be a writer. Um, because I just love the way... It, it was the first movie that I saw... Like the first quote unquote grown up movie that I saw that had such like cool like ways that it weaved certain plot elements together, like certain things that showed up in the beginning of the movie came up in the yeah. end in different ways. Like it was just it that blew my mind oh, yeah. as a, as a younger kid. And also, again, like um, big sci fi nerd. Like that's what got me into like time travel. Like I love time travel. Yeah. Anything pretty much like anything with time travel in it. I'm like so obsessed because I got into it through back to the future Agreed. and i've always loved that kind of vein of sci-fi yeah um it's an amazing movie i had yeah. i had three on my list it's again it, it not only that i agree with all that what you said the score is iconic oh absolutely yeah 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 yeah. and like michael j fox is fantastic christopher lloyd Oh, yeah. They're just, they have great chemistry together, but also, like, their characters are just so, like, you just root for them. Like, yeah. all, it's, ugh, it's so good. Yeah, that's a movie that I could probably recite, at least the first one, I could probably recite word for word. Yeah. And it's definitely, I have, let's see, I have <laughs> the entire trilogy on VHS. Yes. I have the entire trilogy on DVD. And I also have, people don't know this, but I have on dvd the cartoon of back to the future which isn't great but it's there yeah. in my in my house <laughs> and well, i have it i own it we also own the back to the future video game which is like yes a, I, a we sequel. own the video game i also read some of the comics for back to the future i have a problem is what i'm trying to say no, back to the future is the, isn't the problem it's amazing <laughs> all right so that's our top 10 favorite movies um are again just to reiterate it's this is our personal yes. opinions don't come for us. <laughs> We're just a couple of movie nerds yeah. that love to talk we'll def- shit. We would definitely love to talk if you want to comment and talk to us about our movies yeah, and your I own mean, favorites. Yeah, please do. Uh, we're you know we're gonna post this on our 17 milligrams uh, par- uh, podcast umbrella, so yeah. that we're gonna be where are we gonna be available, Scott? You, you we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Yes, we are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a couple of others. Yes, and it's under 17 milligrams, so please look us up. Give us a give us a ring-a-ding-ding. Well, or at least a commenty comment. A comment like. <laughs> um, 
but and yeah and then hopefully as time goes on we'll be able to do more of these and maybe we'll you know be able to expand each other's minds in the movie world um yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about this. Me I too. feel really good about it. Hopefully, you got a sense of where we're at as moviegoers and movie lovers yeah. with our top tens. And um, if you want to share with us your top tens, feel free to, you know, share them with us uh, on on our on our, uh, our social media or on the websites yeah. themselves, because we'd love to hear from everybody yeah. and anybody. So, all right, guys. So this has been really fun. This has been shoot the flick. Yes. With Frankie and Scott. And um, we'll see you next time with another uh, with another 17 milligrams podcast, and hopefully soon with another shoot the flick. Sounds good to me. All right, bye guys.